You're listening to Closed Minded, hosted by Trace Taylor. Welcome back to Closed Minded. And we're, uh, this is uh, our third episode, I believe, our third episode. We're still in our infancy, trying to get things going, you know, balancing to a YouTube channel and a uh, podcast. Uh, it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> it's a tremendous amount of work. And uh, actually, I'm reshooting this video. This video was supposed to go up the other day, but uh, somewhere in the video when I was talking about shortages, I had an absolute meltdown. And I don't mean a meltdown as in lost my cool. A meltdown is I started laughing and I could not stop. And um, actually, I'll play that clip for you right now. Joe Biden goes on with regard to food shortages. We did talk about food shortages and it's going to be real. No, no, I got to do that correctly. It's going to be real. Um, yeah, we did talk about food shortages. I believe we talked about that during the debates, Joe, when you said we when you actually you did say we don't have a food shortage problem. We got a leader problem. Well, you're damn right, Joe. We got a leader problem. And that problem is you, my friend. So we do have a food shortage already. And, and this is we're going to have a food shortage. What we do have has nobody else but me seen all the pictures that people are putting up on the internet of the bare shelves and hence the name bare shelf Biden. Am I the only person seeing this? Well, we don't have a food shortage. We got a supply chain shortage. Okay, well, no, that makes you an idiot. <laughs> A grocery store has one job, and that is to sell me food. <laughs> and if I go to the grocery store and there's no food, then there's obviously a food shortage. Well, no, there's not a food shortage. There's just nobody to truck the food. Okay, well, if the food's not where it's supposed to be, then there's a shortage. If I take my iPad, I'm going to make this easy for liberals. <laughs> If I take my iPad and I need it here, but I can't find it, then guess what? I have an iPad shortage because <laughs> it's not here. So I have an iPad shortage. So I have my iPad. So if my iPad's in the next room, but I got nobody to bring me my iPad because I have a supply chain shortage from one room to the next. I still have an iPad shortage because it's not where I need it to be. So that's the only way that I can, that I can explain the stupidity that's going on in this world. Hang on, man. I got, I got tears in my eyes. Sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. And that's literally what's going on right now. Oh my God. If the food's not in the stores, then we have a food shortage. It doesn't matter if there's no food or not, if it's not where it's supposed to be. Oh my God. If it's not where it's supposed to be. Then it's a shortage. <laughs> oh, oh, give me a second. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I need a second. I got, I'll be right back. 
So I never really recovered after that. And I thought, you know, better I reshoot this. But um, uh, as you may or may not know, I'm a musician and I play in a band. And um, we've been moving things around and booking shows and all that stuff. So it keeps me really busy doing that when you add to everything else to it. So, but uh, I am, I am moving forward, surging on, and I will continue to get product out on both channels as much as I can get out. And um, hopefully it's going to be a lot because that is the goal right now is to keep this thing moving forward, full steam. And like I said, this channel's in its infancy. So it's going to take a little time for things to get moving here, but it will get moving because I got a lot to say. So moving on, as we all know, Will Smith got up and, uh, as Chris Rock put it, smacked the shit out of me during the Oscars. So before we get into that, let's talk about the Oscars for a minute. The Oscars, they, uh, wow, they're just a bunch of liberal garbage right now. And I don't even know how it's still in the air because their viewership has just fallen complete to, uh, completely to pieces. Back in, let's see, 1998, when James Cameron won the Oscar for Titanic, there were 57 million viewers that watched that. Pretty strong. It's a lot of people watching one program. Fast forward to 2021, where they had a whopping 9 million people watching that. That is a significant drop. And it just seems funny to me that ABC cannot seem to wrap their mind around exactly what is going on so what they were going to do is they were going to cut out some of the uh, awards just to uh keep the show moving along as, as or so they claim then of course a lot of the actors got upset and were physically going to boycott you know they, they, they weren't going to go to the red carpet event you know if they don't if they're not doing this we're not going to go to the red carpet event you know or we may boycott the oscars give me a break you're not going to boycott anything you are weirdo hollywood left liberal extreme nut jobs. There's nothing you're boycotting. There's nowhere on this earth you would rather be than sitting in a room with a bunch of weirdo left liberal actors goo-gooing and gagawing all over each other. It is almost to the point where it's disgusting to watch, and that is what is happening. The Oscars have become disgusting to absolutely watch. Until last night, of course. So, ABC can't seem to figure out exactly what the hell's going on. Well, ABC is a left nutjob liberal network. And when you take a left liberal nutjob network and you have an award show full of left liberal nutjob actors, what do you think is going to happen? The problem is, is they're not up there really celebrating each other anymore. Whatever the hell that means. The problem is, is they have used that for a platform to spew their liberal rhetoric out of their mouths. They use that platform to make a stance on whatever the, the hot button is of the day. And they jump on board as if they know what they're talking about. And one thing I know about liberals, when liberals are protesting, I bet if you found a liberal protest and there were a thousand of them protesting, four of them know what the hell's going on. The rest of them just showed up because that's what liberals do. They just show up and they start protesting and they don't even know what they're protesting about. And the thing that bothers me most about these this woke generation, these absolute weirdo 
liberal protesters is 90% of them, I hate to say it, are fat white females. And that bothers me a little bit. You don't know what you're protesting most of the time. And if you don't believe me, go to YouTube and see where they run into somebody who actually is on the opposite side of the fence. And they start conversing back and, for, uh, back and forth. The liberal is lost 90% of the time. And YouTube's full of them. Uh, uh, liberal fails. Uh, social, social justice warrior fails. Because I watch them all the time and it's absolutely hilarious. And they come in with this, this completely screwed up ideology of what they think they know what they're talking about. And then they run into a conservative, a Republican, who actually knows what's going on. And they instantly just get put in their place. And that is one of the greatest things in the world I've ever seen in my life. So, ABC, before I carry on with Will Smith, if you want to get viewership back, stop the liberal insanity. Because I'm going to tell you now, you can insert one liberal into any situation. And that situation will either become broken or corrupt. Every time. And there again, just look at history. Why do you think there are no liberals on Mount Rushmore? Because they've never accomplished anything good for the country. All they do is destroy. They loot. They burn. They tear things up. And like I said, if you do not believe me, go to YouTube. YouTube has thousands, thousands of examples of what liberals do when they don't agree with you. But moving on, because that's really, not really what I wanted to talk about too much, but I had to get onto the topic because ABC just can't. Well, and our ratings are down, so we're going to cut out uh, awards to, to keep it moving along. No, why don't you cut out the stupid uh, Hollywood actors from running their mouth and trying to push and spew their rhetoric onto the rest of the world? That is step one. You control the idiots. You get your audience back. You don't control the idiots. Viewership keeps going down. Now, you may have got a little spike last night because of what happened, or you may get a little spike next year to say, hell, maybe somebody else is going to get punched. But you're heading down a, a very slippery slope because you can't control what these idiots are saying. And when I say idiots, I mean all of them. I mean Robert De Niro. Um, what's the dude's name that played Captain America? That goofball. You know, the one that jumped on a... Um, when the kid, I can't remember the kid's name, when they had the altercation at the uh, school, and uh, CNN only played half the story, and then all the Hollywood elite jumped on that kid instantly and started, you know, berating this poor kid. Then the rest of the story came out, and um, then the kid turned around and sued CNN for some, you know, ungodly amount of money. The kid's never gone to work again in his life. Now, granted, he will. Actually, the kid's a conservative, so he's probably already tripled that money uh, multiple times to where if the kid was a liberal, it had already been spent. He'd been living in a crack house, driving, driving an old Pinto. Let's be honest. So but the kids probably, you know, that money will last him and his family forever. And as well as it should, because, you know, it was just wrong. But this Captain America moron, whatever is it, Chris somebody? I can't think of this guy's name. He gets on there and instantly, I mean, the day the story breaks, he gets on there and instantly starts beating on this kid. Doesn't even know the story. Doesn't even know what he's talking about. And he's just instantly doing what liberals do. They jump on the liberal bandwagon and they just ride have no idea where they're going, have no idea what the destination is. But liberal one gets on the wagon, looks at liberal two, three, four, five billion, and then they all jump on the wagon and they have no idea where they're even going. 
That is the problem with liberals. Liberals love, they love to create a problem, but they never have any solutions. More on that later. So Will Smith, Chris Rock gets up on her. And of course, you've all already heard the story uh, because it's all over the, the place. It's blowing up. And I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. And the only reason I'm talking about this is because I'm, I'm a little, I, I, I got to be honest, I really don't know where I stand on this because I've seen a lot of people come in the defense of Chris Rock. Very few people have come to the defense of Will Smith. Of course, his son, that weirdo, um, what's his name? I don't even know what Will Smith's boy's name is because because I simply don't care because they're just his kids are weird. Um, so I guess if Will Smith sees this, he's going to try to come to my house and smack me. And, um, you know, we'll see how that works out for him. And uh, cause I'm conservative. <laughs> I carry a gun. <laughs> so probably a mistake on his part. Um, so anyway, uh, Chris Rock is up there and he's, uh, you know, being Chris Rock, he's being a comedian. OK, one thing you need to understand, this is the Oscars. If you're going to go to the Oscars, you're going to get roasted. That is what is going to happen. And, you know, I, I got to adhere to the old adage. If they can't take a joke, fuck them. I have to adhere to that because that's truly how I feel inside. But this is a little different case here because Chris Rock was um, ragging on Jada. And apparently Jada has uh, alopecia. And so obviously, you know, that's, that's a, that's a hair condition that you have or lack of hair condition that you have. And it was a little uh, off putting at first, because when he told the joke about the GI Jane two, it just flashed over to Will Smith and he's laughing. The audience is laughing. And then of course, you know, he comes across the stage and pow, pops him a good one. And then uh, walks off the stage. And of course you heard, you know, keep my, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. He said that a couple of times. And of course, so, but I don't know really where I stand on it because I got to be honest, man, a Hollywood liberal elite smacking another Hollywood liberal elite. I got to be honest. I don't have a problem with that. And to me, that, that was the highlight of the Oscars in forever and something that people will talk about because that is something that people are actually talking about because I watched, I did not watch, I, I, I kind of jumped in and out of the Oscars because it, it nauseates me a little bit. But I did watch a lot of the, the comments afterwards, and the liberals just went crazy on this thing. And they've just flooded YouTube. They have absolutely flooded YouTube with stuff, with, um, you know, their comments, you know, and what they think happened. And um, even those were even hard to watch. And when, so when, you're, when I'm watching all the aftermath of this and all the, the uh, liberal nut jobs that have gotten on YouTube, and they're, you know, put, throwing their two cents into it, just like I am throwing my two uh, cents into it, but I'm not a liberal nut job. And um, it's, it's just even hard to watch that because they're just so liberal. I just, oh my God, it just literally nauseates me, you know, because it, the world now is not the world that I grew up in. And, you know, one of the problems we have now, and just like this, you know, Will Smith, bang, you know, pops uh, Chris Rock, and it is around the world instantly, instantly. And that is where we, I mean, you can literally trace social media and the decline of civilization. <laughs> they correlate perfectly together. And uh, there again, more on that later also. So he pops him. And like I said, the only reason I'm talking about this is because I don't know where I stand. I understand Will Smith's point of view, you know, because I got to be honest, if my wife had a condition and I was sitting in the audience and comedian or not, and you'd make a joke at her expense, 
because of the issue she has, I'd probably get up and knock the shit out of you also, to be honest with you. I mean, granted, yes, it's just alopecia, but to her, this, I mean, this could be just devastating to her. I mean, she is an actress, you know, actresses are, these are some fickle chicks, man. I mean, look at Demi Moore for crying out loud. Not Demi Moore, I'm sorry. Um, the girl in Friends uh, that played uh, Monica. It's time for me to get a damn co-host, man. I can't think of half these people's damn names. Uh, so yeah, it, it, co-host time is coming up. Um, the girl who plays Monica, look at her. She's unrecognizable because they are so fickle with their appearance. And, you know, they, you know, you're 55. You don't need to look 20. Why don't you age with a little dignity and a little grace? Kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis. She may have had some work done, but Jamie Lee Curtis looks her damn age. I admire that. Even for a liberal. I'm assuming she's a liberal because I really don't hear a whole lot from Jamie Lee Curtis. But if that had been my wife and the situation had been the same, I got to admit, I may pull a Will Smith and get up and just smack the shit out of somebody also. But on the flip side, like I said, you're at the Oscars. You know you're going to get your ass busted by somebody. Uh, what, who's the last guy that did it? Ricky Gervais? Man, he went up there and just murdered the entire audience. And that was fantastic. Um, I, I actually enjoyed watching that because, uh, boy, he pulled no punches. And he knew he would never be asked back after that. <laughs> and I guess they didn't ask him back. Uh, they just got a whole new other set of uh, liberal whack jobs up there to host it. And, um, and it was pretty disgusting what I could watch of it. So I really don't know where I stand on that. Um, like I said, if you're going to the Oscars, you're going to get roasted. And if you can't take a joke, you probably don't need to be there. Now, granted, he was up for the Oscar and he did win. And then he gave his speech about protecting the family and all that stuff. And I get that. But again, there's a time and place for everything. And I don't know if right there at the Oscars was the time or the place. Now, personally, like I said, a liberal Hollywood elite smacking the shit out of another liberal Hollywood elite. I don't have a problem with that. I'm more about, about the cause and effect situation. If those two would have slugged it out right there on stage, I probably, I mean, I would have watched all of the Oscars if they had just went to town and just started banging the shit out of each other. That would have been fantastic for me. I would have enjoyed that thoroughly. But I don't know where I stand on whose side I would be on that, to be honest with you. And because they're both liberal Hollywood elitists, I don't know if I'm on either one of them's side. I mean, if he didn't knock Chris Rock out, I, I, I got to be honest, I don't know if I would have cared. You know, it was um, bad timing on his part. Definitely the wrong joke to say at the wrong time to the wrong guy, apparently. And uh, he paid the price for it. But in Chris Rock's defense, he took it like a man. <laughs> I mean, dude, he took the hit from Will Smith. He didn't falter. He didn't fall down. He, uh, you know, it took him a minute to brush it off because I'm sure he was absolutely shocked about what had just happened, but he took it like a man. So either maybe Will Smith's not that big of a badass that he thinks he is. Maybe he's not that strong because he hit him pretty good. Chris Rock took it. What Chris Rock should have done is he should have said, you hit like a bitch. Try it again. That would have been fucking epic if he would have done that. That would have been amazing. And that would have, I would have been a Chris Rock hero 
He'd have been my hero forever if he'd have done that, because I would love to have seen that. So moving on from that, uh, the disastrous Oscars, just another disastrous show. You know, what else is new? Next year, it'll be the same liberal garbage that they'll spew out, and it'll just continue on and continue on. So moving on from there, Elon Musk asked if a new platform is needed, talking about Twitter, and he's talking about how Twitter does not believe in free speech and loves to censor the right. And, you know, we all already know that Twitter loves to censor the right. So he says, um, let's see here. Get my notes up here. He puts up the tweet. Given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy, what should be done. And, of course, he got a bazillion replies, people asking him. One guy said, will you please just buy Twitter and delete it? That would be fantastic. And, of course, other people said, just start a new platform. And uh, personally, I would love to see him buy Twitter. I think that would just be the icing on the cake for me. Because Twitter is such a wasted platform for what it is. And, you know, the liberals, they love their Twitter. I mean, they're on there constantly just, you know, blowing up and talking about things that um, they generally know nothing about. And the prime example, Joy Behar, is that her name? That Sal. Um, if he were to buy Twitter and then set it to where the speech was not regulated the way Twitter, Twitter does, and then all the the right jumped back on there. Think how much fun we could have with the liberals. That would just be, I would sit here for days on Twitter, just blowing up on there. I would have the best time in the world. When I go to lunch, I'll read the news a lot of times, Fox News or uh, Newsmax, you know, kind of just to see what's going on. But one thing I love to do is get on the Fox News forums because it's full of liberals. Now, granted, you know, they're trolls, and I'm sure, you know, George Soros, uh, Soros is, you know, scribbling off checks left and right for these people because they post the most idiotic things in the world, these liberals do. And it's always about Trump. I mean, the left still, to this day, has an innate fear of Donald Trump, and I love that. And boy, you want to push a liberal's buttons quick? You don't have to say anything else. Just say, Donald Trump. And boy, that will set a liberal off in a heartbeat. They don't know how to respond to that. They don't know how to handle a Donald Trump persona. But I will go onto the forums and I just go nuts on there with the liberals because it is just so much fun to do because it's just, I love pushing their liberal buttons, you know, and I'm sure the buttons, I'm sure they're on their shirts and stuff. One says whine, one says cry. I mean, because let's be honest, the liberal party is the party of beta males. I mean, look at our administration. There's not a man amongst them uh, in the Biden administration. Not one man. I mean, hell, AOC and her, uh, whatever he is, her beta male, she's definitely the man of that of that couple. And um, uh, second dumbest woman in Washington, I do believe. I do believe Kamala Harris would be the first dumbest woman. So uh, back to Elon Musk. And um, yes, I can get off on a uh, tangent very fast on that. Very fast I can jump onto a tangent. Twitter loves to censor conservatives, allowing for only one voice to be heard, and they absolutely do that. And this was a big problem we had during the election. All the left-wing uh, media and the tech giants, Facebook, that trash, that garbage, 
Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, if he's not the most hated man in America, then I just don't know who that would be. Because I don't know anybody who likes this guy. Even the people on the left do not like Mark Zuckerberg, but he supplies them with a very big need, so therefore they tolerate him. But those clowns, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the liberal news, you know, CNN, MSNBC, which is the, the worst, the absolute worst, they just literally should call themselves the Liberal News Network. It should be LNN, the Liberal News Network. Um, when the election was going on, if you weren't, if you didn't know people who knew how to find information, if you could not find it yourself, then you had no information except for what was coming from the left. That is all you heard. The right was being buried everywhere. Anytime somebody came out and said something, they were getting knocked off of Facebook. They were getting blocked off of Twitter. And the only place that was reporting it, you, would, you could find it on Newsmax. You could find it every once in a while on Fox News. But you would never find it on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. And now even um, NPR. NPR, which is supposed to be a very neutral news outlet. They're liberal as hell, too. Just listen to it. it, it, it NPR is insanely liberal. But the right had no voice. And the problem is, is we still do not have a voice. But what's going on now is, is the right has gotten tired and people are pushing and fighting back. It kind of goes back to COVID because, you know, right before the State of the Union, boy, COVID disappeared. It went away instantly. And uh, simply because masks weren't polling well and COVID wasn't polling well. So, you know, got to do away with that. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're, um, I think it was in the New York Times, they put an article up that said, you know, it, it would be full-heartedly to, uh, to, to forget about COVID and just move on with your life. Well, you know what? We know COVID still exists. That we know. I've had it three times and I had Delta. And dude, Delta rocked my world. I would not wish that shit on anybody, even a liberal, because it was terrible going through that. And that's the sickest I've ever been in my life. I got to be honest, I don't want it again. Still not getting vaccinated. I mean, I've had it three times, man. So I've, my immunity is crazy. And apparently the immunity lasts about, the, it has the same efficacy as apparently about as long as the shot does. Because that's why you got to get the boosters on the shot to, to keep the immunity up. So it looks like you're about good for about six to eight months. Because every time I had COVID, it was about eight months apart from each other. So and I had Omicron too. And um it sucked. It was like a really nasty cold, so it did suck, but it was nothing like Delta. So trust me, we're completely aware of COVID. It's, um, I mean, it, it's not a laughing matter. COVID is serious. And like I said, it absolutely rocked my world. But the problem with COVID is, you know, because like I said, they put the article on it so people shouldn't forget about it. We didn't forget about it. We got tired of it. We're tired of it. Just like we're tired of our voice being censored. We're tired of not having a voice. We got tired of COVID. We got tired of wearing 72 masks. We got tired of, of you trying to force injections, injections on us, even if we didn't want it. And the thing that just really would piss me off the most about that one is, you know, when it comes time for the whole, um, the whole abortion debate, boy, you liberals love to jump on that bandwagon, my body, my choice. But when it comes to COVID, all of a sudden, it's no longer my body, my choice. It's all of a sudden, my body, your choice. 
And that's where you all fell. That's where liberals fell. Liberals can't stay. They, they can't stay down one road. Just like the Jackson uh, hearings they're doing for the Supreme Court. They're bitching and whining and crying about the fact that they're over there just, I mean, they're persecuting this lady and they should be. Why should they be? And oh, just Joy Behar again, that fat Sal. She's like, oh, Jackson, she, she, she's as perfect as Obama was. The second worst president we ever had. So that shows, you know, her mentality and, and her intelligence. But they're whining and complaining about the way that they're jumping all over Jackson. And guess what? You opened that door. You opened that door. You all started this. And when you open a door and we walk through the door, you have the audacity to complain about it. Do none of you all remember Kavanaugh? You liberals lambasted this guy. You roasted this guy. You had so many fake and erroneous charges against this guy. It was not funny. Kind of like you did to Donald Trump. Well, the problem is when we turn around and do the same thing that you all did, you all have the audacity to complain about it. And that is mind boggling to me. This is why nobody likes liberals, but liberals. Independents don't even like liberals. Nobody likes liberals, but other liberals. And that is the cold, hard fact of that. But the problem with COVID is the same problem with Twitter and Facebook and all these liberal news medias. We're tired of our side not being heard. So now we're starting to fight back. Now we're starting to speak up. That's why I started this podcast, because I just got sick and tired of everything that I was seeing and hearing, knowing there's a whole other side of the story that's being left out. That is why I called this podcast closed-minded because liberals are the most closed-minded people I've ever met in my life. To them, there is no other side of the story. There is, there's only their truth and that's it. There's no other truth besides what they hear. And the sad thing is it's things that they hear. It's not things that they find out and research for themselves. They hear it. They believe it. They pass it on to a bunch of other liberals. They hear it and they believe it. And all of a sudden, it becomes the norm. So the problem with COVID and the New York Times article, well, don't forget it. It's still out there and it still can be dangerous. We know that. We're just tired of being told what to do. This is our life, my body, my choice. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I don't care. I know a lot of people who have been vaccinated. I know a lot of conservatives that got vaccinated. Good for them. Get your vaccination, get your booster shots, wear 42 masks. I don't care. I truly don't care. What I do care about is when you try to force me to do it against my will. I'm not anti-vax. I've had all kinds of vaccines. And honestly, had you all had the liberal left nut jobs not gone down this road with the vaccine, everybody probably would have gotten vaccine and this has never been a deal. But the problem with COVID is you weaponized it. You used it. You politicized it because the only way you could get rid of Donald Trump was through COVID. And, and here's the kick in the ass. If you'd have left Trump alone in office, we would not be where we're at right now. COVID would have been much further behind us than what it is now. Because guess what? 
if it wasn't for Trump, you would not have got the vaccines. The very vaccines you all said you would not take because Donald Trump made them. You don't trust them. But then all of a sudden, when Joe Biden gets on the uh, gets in the White House, all of a sudden, man, vaccine. Oh, gotta get your shots. Gotta get your shots. Gotta get your shots. And let's let's forget about the fact that you know Pfizer's made billions off of this. And let's see who who's one of the biggest supporters of of CNN. Yeah, that would be Pfizer. How about MSNBC? What do you know? That would be Pfizer. How about ABC, CBS, and NBC? It is also Pfizer. So do you not see a problem with this? Because I see a huge problem with this. Kind of like in my last video, I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi. She's wanting everybody buy electric cars, and her husband owns, you know, a bazillion shares of Tesla. Um, I wish Elon Musk would just kick that shit back out to him. Say, you know what? I'm cashing you out. Go away, weirdo. Um, that would be fantastic, man. So... The problem is, like I said, is we're fighting back. And luckily, we have somebody like Elon. I love Elon Musk, man. I love this guy. He is. The thing I like about Elon Musk is, you know, he's he's one of the elites. But, you know, you have all your elites and they all pretty much do the same thing. And most of them are liberal. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, look at him. Buffett, liberal, Soros, liberal, you know, Zuckerberg, liberal, uh, Bezos, liberal. They're all liberal nut jobs. But everything you think that those uh, those uh, elitists that you know the, the super wealthy should be doing, Elon Musk is doing the exact opposite. <laughs> this guy cracks me up, man. I love this guy. I would love to have thirty minutes of my time, and maybe one day if if I get my shit big enough, maybe one day I'll be able to sit there for thirty minutes and talk to Elon Musk because I just got a million questions I would love to ask this guy because he is the the guy's genius almost to the point of a madman but i don't mean a madman in a bad way i'm talking like an einstein madman um einstein's genius was unparalleled it was just simply off the charts um i mean because you got to think something as small as equals mc squared changed the world how do you even come up with that is beyond me but then you know elon musk he's he's got that level of genius i mean this guy is completely off the charts but I love this guy. He cracks me up. Prime example is what we're talking about here. You know, do we need a new platform? You're damn right we need a new platform. And yes, I would love for Elon Musk to buy Twitter just so I could get on there and just raise hell with the liberals. And they could not kick us off. That would be a fantastic time. That would be like seven years old, playing kickball in the middle of summer, out in the field with your best friends. Something you can't wait to do because I would get up every morning and the first thing I'd do is I'd check in on Twitter and I would be just jumping on liberals like crazy. And what would be even better is if we did it so much that the liberals started leaving. That would be even better. So who enough of that, enough about COVID and enough about uh, about Elon Musk. Although I can talk about Elon Musk for a long time, man. This guy just I love this guy. Like I said, this guy's just to me. He's just hilarious. Absolutely love this guy. Moving on. Heading over to the shortage section. So a few days ago, they released a report that there will be a food shortage coming up. Ah, this just amazes me. There's going to be a food shortage. So let's think about this. Since Joe Biden's been in office, we have a chip shortage. We have a supply chain shortage. 
we have a uh, an energy shortage, and now we're going to have a food shortage. And let's think, what has changed in the last 15 months? That's right, Joe Biden. The only thing that changed from 16 months ago to 15 months ago was Joe Biden. And boy, are we pay, uh, paying the price for it now. 8% inflation. Where I work, I look out the window and there's a gas station across the street. And I watch that ticker on that gas station. It's like the freaking stock market. Where's it going to? Well, actually, it is the stock market. But where's it going to land next? And it's just going up. It is just going up. And that is insane. Record gas prices. And, and here's what just really sets me off the deep end. We can be energy independent again. And I, I may have said in the last video, all Biden had to do was walk into the White House, order some ice cream, take a nap, and he would have been the greatest president ever had he left Trump's policies in place. Everything was geared up for this thing to blow wide open. And the problem, and, and here's one of the big issues with getting rid of Trump, because, you know, the liberals got their feelings hurt, got so upset. Here's one of the problems with that. One of the problems I have with that is it takes a president. A president needs to run eight years to really get things done. And poor President Trump, and yes, I say poor President Trump, he had to spend two or three years just cleaning up the disaster after Obama. The guy was just hitting his stride in the fourth year, and then COVID hit. Then that was the li that was the liberals' beacon of light right there. You weaponized it, you politicized it, and you did nothing but burn down America in the process. I mean, the report came out that um um the lockdowns. Didn't stop one death. Didn't even stop the spread. Trashed the economy. It did that really well. So, uh, you know, way to go, liberals. Good move. Good move, liberals. So, but now apparently we're going to have a food shortage because of the war going on in Ukraine and Russia. Because apparently Russia and Ukraine, they supply 25% of the wheat that goes into Europe. But here's the caveat, and here's why I got a problem with this statement. They don't supply us wheat at all. And I don't really care what the price of wheat does in Europe. If we have our own supply and the cost in Europe skyrockets, if we had a real president, we would lock this stuff in, keep our supplies in-house, keep our cost low, and keep production moving forward. But unfortunately, we don't have a real president. Joe Biden is a stand-in. Somewhere there's, there's somebody else pulling the strings. Pretty sure it's Obama. We all pretty much think it's Obama. But he's just a stand-in. He's just a, a moving meat puppet, for lack of a better term. <laughs> a moving meat puppet. That's what Biden is. So if we had a real president... We would be locking shit down right now. We would be turning on the oil spigots all over the place, like crazy turning them on, making sure that we had enough oil, enough energy to keep us moving forward. We would be locking shit down, keeping our food in-house. 
to keep prices low and things moving forward. Now, sleepy Joe Biden's wanting to pass his $5 trillion package deal for security on America. And let's be honest, $1 trillion of it maybe will go to that. $4 trillion will go to, uh, to pork for liberal projects so they can build a new art center or they can, you know, pay for transgender surgeries or they can, or they'll spend $10 billion to hire a group of people to study transgenders in college. Money well spent, my friend. Money well spent. They'll do stupid things like that with us. Let's be honest. This $5 trillion bill, $800 million, maybe a billion, will go to the security of America. The rest of it will be fluffed away. I mean, let's be honest about it. Just like the infrastructure bill. What was it 12 percent went to actually went to infrastructure? Am I, that number could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. But it's like 12 percent went to infrastructure. The rest of it just went off into pork. So yeah, we don't need. And, and besides, who's going to pay for this? We're already at eight percent inflation. If you pass a five trillion dollar di- uh, uh, budget, we're going to be at 10 percent inflation by the end of next month. The good thing is this is not going to pass. Nobody's going to vote for this because this would be an absolute disaster, and the American economy could not withstand it. We cannot take one more hit of any kind. Any If anything else happens, we are spiraling, spiraling back into a recession, just like we did the last time he was in office with Odumbo. Same thing is going to happen. And if you look at it, I mean, the same thing's happening again. Odumbo gets the presidency. Economy goes to crap. Russia invades. Biden gets the presidency. Economy goes to crap. Russia invades. I know I'm not the only person who saw this coming. I know I'm not the only person who saw this. I remember I worked in the health uh, in the healthcare because that's what my original degree is in when Obama was coming in. And when they were talking about Obamacare, I looked at my wife and I said, you might want to run for the hills. I'm about to lose everything I've got. Because Obamacare devastated the medical industry, devastated it. More people, I knew so many sales reps that lost their jobs during Obamacare. It was not funny. There were no jobs to get anywhere during that when the economy crashed. And then we had Obamacare just leveling everything out. So, but now they're saying we're going to have a food shortage. We can't handle one more shortage. And this is what, this is where I lost my mind on my last, uh, the last podcast I was doing that the clip you saw earlier talking about the shortage. Cause now we have a shortage of everything. There is literally a shortage of everything in the world right now. And this is insane. And you cannot keep blaming Russia for this. Russia is not the cause for the gas prices. Joe Biden is. Russia's not the call for the supply chain shortage. Joe Biden is. Now, COVID and the chips, that one I'll give them. That one I'll give them. The whole world shifted focus during COVID. And I understand that. Granted, I don't think they should. I think we should have pushed forward, just like we did for the swine flu, for the bird flu. Let it run its course. You push forward. Well, people are die- People die anyway. And, and trust me, I sympathize with that. I sympathize with it. I worked in a hospital for a lot of years. I saw a lot of good people die that, that was, didn't deserve it. I worked at Children's Hospital. I saw babies dying who didn't deserve it. And it is heartbreaking. That's why I do not work at Children's Hospital anymore. <laughs> do
dude, I could not take the pain. Oh my God. It was just devastating to me. And, um, and I think I'm a man's man. I mean, I, I do manly shit, you know, I, I do, you know, 10 years of martial arts. I ride motorcycles, you know, uh, uh, Jeeps, although I don't have my Jeep now. And I'll get into that. Another topic. Um, but man, working at children's, oh, just, it broke my heart. Every day I went in there, I got my heart broken and I couldn't take it anymore. So I left that. So, but the shortages that are going on, we can't keep blaming Russia for everything that's happening in the world because everything that's happening right now in America is strictly Joe Biden's fault. None of this was going on 15, 16 months ago. None of this was going on. Yes, we had COVID. Yes, things were kind of slowing down because for the obvious reason, we had COVID, you know, I mean, because I'm going to tell you now, like I said, I had Delta. When I had Delta, I kept myself locked in my abode for 15 days. I would not let, I didn't even tell anybody I had it until I was at my low point when I woke up in the bathroom floor and wondered, well, how the hell did I get here? That's when I called my sister and my daughter. <laughs> I said, hey, you might want to check on me in the morning. I might be dead. And I'm dead serious about that. I really did. Um, but during COVID, you know, nothing's moving. Nothing's happening. You know, nobody's doing anything because, you know, everybody's working from home. There's, there's no interactions going on. And it really did. It really stifled America at that point. But right now, it seems like we're blaming Russia for everything. They're blaming Russia for gas. They're blaming Russia if, you know, the food shortage is going to be Russia's fault. Even though we get none of our wheat from Russia, the cost of our wheat is going to skyrocket. You wait and see. That's exactly what's going to happen because we have a president that is going to let it happen. We should be locking things down here in America, starting with that wide open southern border. Best place to start is right there. And controlling the mess we have here at home. Because we cannot fix Ukraine until we fix America. You cannot make somebody happy until you make yourself happy. That is something. If you can't live alone, you sure as hell can't live with somebody else. Because if you can't live alone, that means you're needy as hell and you have to be with somebody else. And all you're going to do is choke them to death. You're going to strangle that relationship until you're okay. You can't make nobody, anybody else okay. Or for that fact, any other country, okay. So we got the sh food shortage going on. And adding to another Biden disaster, I mean, they just keep rolling down the hill, man. I mean, it's literally like standing at home plate with a, with a baseball mitt. Well, I'm a righty, so it'd be here. With a baseball mitt, just waiting to catch the next disaster because one's coming. Because every once in a while, I'll log into Fox News when I don't have a lot of time. I'll log into the forums and say, hey, just stop them by to see what the new disaster is today. <laughs> and people just start commenting left and right on what's going on. It's actually pretty funny, but it's sad because there's actually another disaster almost every day. But picking up with Joe Biden. Oh, my God, this, this freaking guy. Oh, by the way, Sean Penn said if Zelensky did not speak at the Oscars, he was going to uh, smelt, not melt. He was going to smelt his Oscars. I need to check to see if that happened. And I'm going to tell you right now, it did not happen because Sean Penn, oh man, he's a super liberal nut job. And you know, liberals, they lie a lot. I mean, if you don't believe me, just go watch the presidential debates. <laughs> Joe Biden, every time he opened his mouth, he was lying. Literally. I was talking to my brother on the phone and go, oh my God, he's lying through his freaking teeth. My brother's like, I know I'm watching it too. <clears throat> I told you I can get sidetracked really quick. Too many things going through. Uh, the old, the old bat cave up here. Um,
But yeah, Sean Penn said he was going to smelt his Oscars. Now that, you know, I've already done my Oscar bit. So I'm kind of curious to see if he did it. Cause I, I know he didn't because Sean Penn's a left liberal liar. So let's be honest. He's not going to do that because he said that if, uh, if Zelensky did not get to speak at the Oscars, he was going to, I'm, I'm going to smelt my Oscars if Zelensky can't speak. Let's think about that for one minute, Sean. I know I'm sidetracking again. That's what I do. Stay with me. It always goes somewhere. Let's think about that, Sean. Zelensky's over there and got this little thing going on called a Russian invasion. And I'm sure Zelensky, because I'm sure you put it up to him. Hey, hey Zelensky, yo, yo, bro, 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 I can't hear you, bro. Hey, 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 dude, get away from the bombs and the gunfire. Oh, hey, hey, what's going on, dude? Hey, man, we got the Oscars. You want to come over and speak at the Oscars, dude? That would be awesome. I'm doing my Spicoli, and I know it sucks. <laughs> Just think, if we had no Spicoli, no uh, Fast Times Ridge of Mile High, we probably would not have a Sean Penn, and that would be fantastic. Yeah, dude, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, so can you come over? Can you just speak at the, Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know you're in a war. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I understand you're, I understand the Russians are invading your country. No, I get that, bro. I get that. But I, I, just, I just need you to come speak. Just, just 30 minutes, man. 30 minutes. So I guess at this point, Zelensky is going to supposed to be like, hey, 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 Putin, Putin, hey, bro, bro, time out, bro, time, time, no, time, 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 Putin, time, bro, time, time, hey, 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 Putin, time, bro, <laughs> time, bro, time, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Spicoli just called me from America, and uh, yeah, they got the, um, the Oscar thing happening over there. You know, and they want me to come speak. So is it okay if we just put the war on hold for a minute? Could you just kind of like shut everything down? You know, give me 30, you know, do a little Skyping here. You know, I just need 30, bro. Just 30. 30. Okay. Okay. 20. I'll take 20. Uh, you know, okay. You're driving a hard bar. 12, 12 minutes, but eight, my final offer, eight minutes. My fun. Give me a break. Sean Penn, you're a liberal idiot. And you have now just joined idiots of the day. So as of right now, on Idiots of the Day, I got John Kerry, <laughs> Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris again, <laughs> I got her twice, <laughs> Joe Biden, and now Sean Penn. Maybe I should add Will Smith to that. No, I'm not going to do it yet, because despite the fact that he is he's a, you know, a leftwood liberal Hollywood weirdo, Dude is a damn good actor. And I got to tell you, man, uh, I am legend. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my damn life was um, um, Hancock. Dude, that shit was funny. That was a funny movie. And it just, it bugs me because, you know, I, I have a, I, I just, there's a whole list of actors that I will not watch their movies. Uh, Robert De Niro being at the top. I will not even watch Goodfellas again. I love that movie. I refuse to watch it. If I'm watching TV and Goodfellas comes on, I will change the channel. I cannot stand Robert De Niro. He is, and besides, let's be honest, the guy is not that great of an actor. He's good at doing one thing, one thing only. He plays the same exact part in every single movie. If it's a comedy, you talking to me? You talking to me? If it's a gangster movie, you talking to me? You talking to me? Hell, if it was a musical you talking to me? You talking to me? I mean, this is the same part in everything. The, the guy never changes. The guy has one facet in his acting toolbox. And that's it. Now, it works great for the Mafia movies, but it kind of sucks for everything else. 
And I'm sorry, he started doing this when Trump was president. And I'm like, De Niro, I don't want to hear this. I want to hear this. Because guess what? You just pissed off half the people in America who now will not watch your movies. What a stupid business decision is that? If I was an actor, I wouldn't say shit about anybody. I want everybody to see my movies so I can make millions more dollars. Granted, they still make millions because, you know, every liberal nut job in the world will go see them. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of liberals if you haven't noticed that because I'm just I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of their agendas. I'm tired of their lies. I'm tired of Russia, Russia, Russia. I'm tired of the Trump investigations that were not real. I'm just tired of all of it. Moving on. So, yes, Sean Penn. Uh, yeah. Waiting to see that, Sean. Why don't you buck up and be a man for a change and actually melt those things. And please, YouTube, because I want to see that shit. Um, told you it goes somewhere. It just may take a while to get there. President Biden's job approval rating has declined to 40%. This is from Fox News, the lowest level of his presidency, as the president continues to see eroding support from key demographics like independents and minority voters ahead of the midterm elections, a new poll shows. 40% my ass. That's all I got to say. Now, granted, this poll was done by NBC, but I want to know who they're polling. Where are they polling at that 40% of the people in America think this dude is doing a good job. I can't find four people that think he's doing a good job. Even the liberals I know, and I know more than two, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> even the liberals, even the liberals that I know do not like Joe Biden. And admittedly, they voted for Biden because they did not like Trump. I never understood that about people. Never vote with your emotions. That is the stupidest thing in the world to do. I love Donald Trump. Love him. The reason I love Donald Trump is because, A, he tells it like it is. He's not going to sugarcoat it for you. He's not going to be a politician about it. That I love. Well, he filed bankruptcy. That's what it's there for. It's a tool. It is a tool of protection. When shit goes wrong in your life, and trust me, shit will go wrong in your life. That is there to protect you. So quit complaining about him filing bankruptcy. Well, he's a chauvinist pig. He's raped girls. Name one. Name one girl that he's raped. So he paid somebody off. So what? I guarantee Joe Biden's paid off a lot of people that you haven't heard about. And God only knows what we're going to find out when this whole computer thing with Hunter comes screaming about. But I'm going to tell you now, that's never going to come to light as long as Biden is presidency, because the Biden crime family cannot have what's on that computer come to light. That computer, it, he, they cannot have it. And what's going to happen is if it goes to trial and Hunter Biden is stupid enough to plead not guilty, all that evidence comes out. Every bit of it. And that cannot happen to the Biden crime family. What they're going to do is he's going to plead guilty, keep his mouth shut, get sentenced, get pardoned by his daddy, and go back to his nefarious ways. That's exactly what's going to happen. You mark my word on that. He's, he's going to plead guilty. He would be a fool to plead not guilty because all that stuff will come to light. And they cannot have that. Back to President Biden. I told you I get sidetracked, but it always goes somewhere. And believe it or not, I actually go over the stuff before I uh, sit down at this mic. 
But as soon as I sit here, it just, you know, I'll say something, it'll just start sparking and sparking and sparking. And then it just, you know, it starts coming in. And if I don't say it, then I'll forget about it and it'll never be said. And I got to say everything that comes to my mind because that's how the hell I work. So 40%, like I said, I can't find four people. Even the liberals I know do th think he's doing a terrible job. So who are these 40%? I would like to personally meet these 40%, the lowest level of his presidency. Let's be honest. This is probably more like 28%. Let's be honest. This is a poll by NBC. Biden's approval rating stands at 40%, down from 43. Nope, probably down from 33. Let's be honest. In January, while the number of voters who disapprove have increased by one percentage point to 55%, according to an NBC poll released Sunday, Biden's approval rating among black respondents and the poll dropped two percentage points to 62%, while women respondents dropped from 51 to 44. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Even the black people I know think Biden's doing a lousy job. Who are they polling? Are they standing at the border polling the illegals coming across? That's all I can think. That is all I can think. Because I can't for the life of me. I, you give me 10 black people, and I promise you, six of them are not going to think Biden's doing a great job. Biden has done absolutely nothing for the black people. Biden is the biggest racist out of every president we've ever had. Go to Google and research it for the love of God, the things that he has said about black people. It's amazing. But Donald Trump's a racist. Except when Donald Trump was president, hmm, black unemployment was extremely low. Hispanic unemployment was extremely low, and actually they were doing very well. And the black community and the Hispanic community seemed to be prospering quite a bit while Donald Trump was president. And then we insert Joe Biden, and it all falls apart. The only thing that's changed in the last 15 months is the presidency, and look where we're standing right now. The president's approval among Latinos. See, what did I tell you, man? The president approval among Latinos also dropped nine points to 39%, and it dropped four points among independent voters to 32%. I can tell you now, 32% of the independent, this, this is, it's NBC. I got to just keep in mind, this is an NBC poll, so it's not a real poll. But I'm surprised that it's, if it, that it's not skewed even more than this, and they say this they can't say his ratings over 50% because then everybody would know they're lying. So they're going to buffer it a little bit to 40%. And realistically, I think it's more like 28%, to be honest. Republicans showed a two-point lead over Democrats ahead of the midterm elections, with 46% of respondents preferring a Republican-controlled Congress compared to 44% who want, a, who want Democrats to retain power. 44% <laughs> of the people, well, now we are split. So there could be 44% of the uh, idiot liberals that I don't know that want them to retain power. Of course, it's beyond me because every liberal I know, and they're liberal, trust me, I ask them all the same questions. So you love higher taxes? Well, no. So you love paying $5 for a gallon of gas? Well, no. Well, hang on now. You carry a gun, don't you? Well, yeah. So exactly why are you liberal again? Because I hate Trump. No shit. I've actually gotten that answer before. Is juvenile as it seems. I've gotten that answer before. Biden was the better choice. Yeah, boy, he's the better choice now, isn't he? My money went a hell of a lot further 15 months ago than it does right now.
That I can promise you. When you're voting for president, you do not vote with your emotions. Vote with your wallet. Vote what's going to be best for you and your family. Just because you don't like Trump, your life is not better today than it was. Hell, it's not better today than it was a month ago, let alone 15 months ago. I'm not going to get sidetracked on that because a big thing came out. Is your life better today than it was, you know, pre-Biden? Biden's ratings on the economy also down five points. <laughs> There's a shocker. With only 33% saying they approve of the president's performance on that issue. On what issue? 33% of the people approve of Biden's economy. How is that remotely even possible? We have a shortage of everything in the world. Did you not watch the clip at the beginning of the show about my iPad shortage? Oh my God, we got a shortage of everything. Everything. How can the economy be good when we have a shortage? The economy is only prospering because, and I hate to say this because I love my fellow Americans, even you stupid liberals, I still love you. I hate saying this, but right now people are so stupid because they can't, people can't wait. I got to have it right now. And that's what's wrong with America. We got to have it right now. We got to have it right now. I need that right now. There is a camera. I'm looking to buy this little secondary camera. What I shoot primarily on is my Blackmagic cameras, which I absolutely love. I got the uh, Blackmagic 6K cinema cameras. Fantastic. Amazing. I love Blackmagic. I love Blackmagic products. And honestly, it's probably what I'll use the rest of my life. And dude, I've shot on Canons. I've shot on Sony's. I've shot on Panasonic's. I've shot on everything. I have a very hard time believing I'm ever going to leave Blackmagic. I like the company. I like what they do. And when they got me started, dude, totally off topic. And I know that <laughs> when they got me started on uh, my new NLE, uh, which is DaVinci Resolve. Oh, dude, they locked me in on that. That is by far, in my opinion, the greatest editor ever made. It smokes Premiere. It absolutely smokes Final Cut. It's just a brilliant, brilliant suite of products. Nothing to do with this channel whatsoever. And maybe one point I'll do some shit on that. So Biden's rating on the economy is also down five points, only 33% saying they approve of the president's performance on that issue. And 38 blame the president for rising inflation, which hit 7.9% in February. How can only 38% of the people blame President Biden for 8% inflation? How is that even remotely possible? Again, who are they polling? It ha they have to be standing at the southern border, when people are coming across, hola, hola, and they probably don't even understand what the hell they're asking them. They're just they're just saying, see, see, oh, 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 they like President Biden. No, President Biden. Hey, do you think President Biden's doing a great job on the con? See, okay, and they're just marking it off. I mean, there's no other explanation for this. Only 38 percent of the people blame the president for rising. Then what? Then what do you blame it on? If you're not blaming it on the president, then what are you blaming it on? Oh, let me guess. Russia, Russia, Russia. Must be Russia's fault. Everything's Russia's fault. You watched my last video. It's all Russia's fault. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Same damn thing. This is just getting insane to me. I, that's why I do this podcast. Because I just, I, I, I got to get it out, man. I got to get it out. Only 28% of the respondents said they have either a great deal or quite a bit of confidence in Biden's handling of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Joe Biden can't handle potty time. How is he going to handle the Russia crisis? Did you hear the things he said today? This clown is one step away from opening his stupid mouth and getting us into World War III. 
And that is exactly what's happening. I hope to God that you all listen to the news today, all the gaffes coming out of Biden's mouth. And what he's doing, when, when the French president, the French president, has to tell Biden to chill the hell out, I disagree with everything you're saying, I'm paraphrasing, I got a problem with that. They're French. If it wasn't for us, they would all be speaking German right now. Nobody in France should ever tell anybody in America ever what they should do. They should drop on their knees every day and kiss the ground we walk on. Because if it was not for us, they would be speaking German. So when the French president is telling our president, dude, I want to hear this. We got a problem. And a whopping 44% said they have very little confidence in the president. <laughs> 44% my ass. Uh, that, that's really probably more like 84% because you cannot have confidence in Joe Biden. There's just nothing to be confident about in Joe Biden. The guy's literally a walking train wreck, like I said. So moving on, because, um, yeah, we're still rolling here. Still going. So... I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I uh, had the pleasure of uh, watching the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the third direct sequel to the original, which was back in 74, I believe. So we got three direct sequels, and one of them was Texas, Ch uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 3D. That was also supposedly a direct sequel to, you know the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a masterpiece of a film. It is. It goes back to, the, to the, some of the greatest grindhouse movies ever. Dude, the horror movies back in the 70s, you know, because they were just fantastic, man. Um, the drive-in, I mean, just the vibe, the feeling, you know, listening to that god-awful sound, that little speaker you hung on your car window. You had to walk 42 miles to get to the concession stand to get a drink. <laughs> and by the time you got back, you'd already drank the things. You had parking lot foot fatigue. Then you had to turn your ass around and go back and get another one. And while you're there, you're like, shit, I'm going to get some nachos. And by the time you get back to your car, you've drank that drink. And the cheese on your nachos is already set up like cement because you had to walk four hours to get back to your damn car to begin with. But I loved every minute of it. <laughs> that, was, that was such a great time in life, man. The American driving cinema that, you know, and, and that's what's wrong. One of the things that's wrong with America right now. We just don't have that. We don't have that. I mean, dude, we just, oh, when we were kids, man. We'd be, you know, with our, with our, you know, we'd get in the car with our mom and, you know, she'd take us to go see, you know, these movies in the drive-in. And that's just what we wanted to do. I mean, it, and we had the greatest time at the drive-in. It was just fantastic. And. And granted, you know, everybody walks in now and I understand, you know, we, you know, you go into the theaters, you got the sound, you know, you got the feel and all that. And I get that, but it will never have the nostalgia ever of the drive-in and listening to that sound on that, that shitty little speaker that it sounded like it was broken 80% of the time. And you could hear what they said, but it was just all treble. There was no bass, you know, there was no real sound to it, but that was okay because that was part of the experience. And, um, I, you know, I miss that about my childhood. I mean, there's a, you know, obviously there's a lot of things you miss, but man, going to the drive-in with my family, that was just, that's just, that was just awesome. And, you know, university driving down in Florida, man, I'll never forget it. And it was just fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, we, 
we don't have those things today like we had back then. And hence, that's why, you know, today the world's gone to shit. But I digress again. I did happen to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. And boy, was it a liberal piece of crap. So it was a direct sequel, like I said. And um, it starred Sarah Yarkin, Mark Burnham, Elsie Fisher, Neil Hudson, Moe Dunford, Jacob Lattimore, Alice Kriege. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. I could be wrong about that. And this one, I'm not exactly sure. Owen uh, Foyer. This one, I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure. But that is the cast of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And right out of the gate, I'm watching the movie, and I'm a huge horror fan buff. I'm a huge horror fan buff. Me and my daughter, uh, here where we live, down on um, in downtown, they got this uh, old historic theater, you know, walk-in. Fantastic, man. We got to see horror movies. And, of course, you know, here where I live, we have the, uh, the uh, Knoxville Horror Film Festival, and it's just awesome. And a few years ago, several years ago, we had the uh, the Worst Movie Horror Film Fest. The Worst Movie Film Fest. Hilarious. And they showed movies for hours and hours and hours and hours. But that's where the first time I saw uh, Basket Case and uh, The Terror of Tiny Town, which is a Western with all midgets. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, so I saw this piece of garbage, and actually I caught this, uh, I think it's on uh, on Netflix is where I saw this. And right out of the gate, right out of the gate, Sarah Yarkin's character runs into uh, Mo Dunford's character right out of the gate. And he gets out of his truck, and he's got his, uh, his gun on his side, his weapon. And she, of course, doing what liberals do, oh my God, he's carrying a gun. I wonder if he's using that to compensate for the size of his dick right out of the gate. And the first thing I thought, as soon as she opened her liberal mouth, the first thing I thought is, oh, my God, I wish Leatherface would just come up and kill her right now. I have never seen two people in a movie that I wanted to die right out of the gate. They could have started this movie, went to the gas station, saw Dunford's character with the gun, Yarkin spout her liberal trash. She even looks like a liberal in the movie. And then she makes that statement. And then, of course, he responds back with, you know, sorry, little lady. You know, you know, you don't like big guns. She's like, eh, I've seen bigger. Yeah, whatever. Hey, stupid line. Bad writing. But regardless of that, as soon as she said that, I thought, oh, God, please let them die right now. I mean, the movie would have been fantastic. She opens her mouth, says something liberally stupid. Leatherface comes out, boom, slaps her head off. Movie's over the end. I'd have been like, yeah. oh, hang on. Hang on. I'd have been like, Oh, I don't have my shit set. I'd have been like, <laughs> I needed a reason to use that. I've never used these buttons before on this thing. <laughs> so there, I actually, I actually finally pulled one off. Um, and I'd have been like, oh, it'd have been the best movie ever. So the movie goes on. And what it's about is these, these 20 somethings are going to, they're going to, they're, they've got a town, an old ghost town. And uh, well, I mean, it looks like a ghost town. It's an old deserted town. And of course, you know, Leatherface lives there with, you know, Leatherface's mom. And uh, they're buying the town. They're auctioning it off to like-minded people to give them a safe space. At this point in the movie, I was feeling a little nauseated and I had to break the tums out and start popping those things like candy. Because I'm already getting sick. There's one thing I cannot stand is just a, a, 
a completely ridiculously written liberal movie. Case in point, Wonder Woman 84. What a piece of shit that was. The first Wonder Woman, fantastic. I dug it. I love superhero movies. I grew up on that stuff, man. I grew up on that. Love, well, I love superhero movies, but then, okay, here we go. Sidetracking the conversation again. So just hold on because it always goes somewhere. But oh my God, the, the actors have just ruined Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I can't stand that dude. I cannot stand that dude. Mark Ruffalo has ruined the Hulk for me forever. Now all the Hulk is, is a big, muscular, green, liberal windbag to me. Because Mark Ruffalo is a little white liberal windbag to me. And I can't even understand what the hell the guy says when, when he's in the movie. That's all I hear. That's all I hear. I'm watching the movie. I'm in the theater. I'm like, Mark, speak the fuck up. Open your mouth, bro. I can't understand what you're saying. Come on. Enunciate. Are you not an actor? Don't y'all do that stuff? Enunciate what you're saying, bro. I can't understand anything the guy says, but all he's done is ruined the Hulk for me. Luckily, Chris Helmworth, as far as I know, has kept his mouth shut and he hasn't ruined Thor for me. Robert Downey Jr., I think, I guess he's okay right now. I haven't caught a whole lot of flack from him for Iron Man, but this, uh, this, Chris, dude, that plays Steve Rogers, Captain America, done with that. Done with that. Open that mouth. Gal Gadot, man, as pretty as she is, and let's be honest, that is one pretty lady. She is pretty. She's a liberal nutbag, unfortunately. But I still went and saw Wonder Woman 84, and it was liberal garbage. You want to kill a franchise fast? Get a liberal director to make your movie. Franchise over. Pretty much what happened here, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 22. And like I said, this chick even looks like a liberal. I mean, she just spews liberal. Like I said, you name up, you know, you line up 40 people, 50 people, 60 people, 70 people. I will literally pick the liberals out because they all look like this girl. They all look like Sarah Yarkin. And I'm sorry, if your last name's Yarkin, chances are you're a liberal. It just sounds like a liberal name to me because I'm just on a liberal bitch right now. So everything just sounds liberal to me. <laughs> So after we go through the whole gun episode, now they're going to buy a town and they're going to auction this town off to give people like them a safe place because people like them need a safe place. And they're auctioning off buildings to bakeries and, and uh, art people who have, so they can have art stores and, you know, and sidewalk art. And they're going to sell and they're going to sell biscuits and drink lattes on the sidewalk and their little Plastic chairs that are made by petroleum. So, you know, if there's an oil shortage coming on, <laughs> they may not be buying plastic chairs much longer. You know, I mean, come on. It is made out of oil. But, of course, liberals don't think about that. They only think about cars. They don't think about all the industries that rely on petroleum. They only think about cars and telling you what to do. So, but in the process, Leatherface and his mom still lives in one of the houses there. And Sarah Yarkin's character walks in uh, with Jacob Lattimore's character. And I, and um, he, his name. Oh, and his name is Dante. Dante in the movie. His name is Dante. So they walk in, and she's there, and they're like, "You got to get the hell out." She's like, "I got a deed," and they're like, "I don't think so." And then they call the sheriff. The sheriff comes down and tells her, "You know, you got to get out of the house, Sally. You got to go." I think that was her name in the movie. Sally, you got to go. 
gets in the truck with Leatherface, which nobody knows that is Leatherface. Why? Because he wears a mask, which is a face. So nobody knows exactly what he looks like. Gets in the truck with them, and then, you know, she goes off, she dies. Boom. Now we're gone. Mommy's dead. Time to kick some ass. <coughs> Excuse me. So the reason they were in their house is because there was something outside of the house that must be tended with. Now you're thinking, what could be outside the house that they just had to go in there to deal with it? What could it be? The tension was just, oh my God, it was palpable. It wasn't a UFO. It was not Sasquatch, which by the way, does not exist. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. It wasn't Michael Jackson or Elvis Presley. It was <gasps> a rebel flag. Oh my God, it was hanging on the side of the building and it was the absolute worst thing in the world. It was like the absolute, I mean, the, the coming of Christ, a rebel flag. What is that? What is that? Uh, what's his name? Dante. Yeah, Dante said, what is that? Oh my God. What is that? Can't even say rebel flag. Can't even say it. Can't come out of his lips. Too hard to say. He goes up to get the flag down and he cannot get the flag down. So what happens is uh, Mo Dunford's character, I believe, let's see, uh, Richter, yeah, I believe his name was Richter. He goes up, gets the flag down, and of course, Mama's already gone, got her an ambulance, she's dead. Pops Dante in the chest with the flag and goes, here's your flag. Dante's all bucked up. Let's go. The flag hits the ground, and Dante's character's like, Puh. walks away and goes, hey, we'll get somebody else to clean that up. Because, you know, if, had he touched the rebel flag... Who knows what, I mean, he, he probably would have just melted and died and turned to dust right there because it's so hard to pick up a rebel flag. And this is what ruins movies. When you put all these liberal agendas into a movie, it ruins it for everybody except other liberals. This movie was horrible. Mama dies. You can count the rest of what's going on right there. Uh, Leatherface comes in, kills him and kills him very well. And actually the first one I really dug uh, the cop when he's in the back and Mama dies um, he's shaking the air machine. The cop grabs his hand to stop him from shaking it. He grabs it and he pops it. Bam! Radius and ulna pop out. The bone compound fracture. And he starts stabbing him with his own bone. That was fantastic. <laughs> so I got to give him that. That was actually pretty cool. But lo and behold, uh, they die. And uh, it was it was uh, it, and you know it was a good death. It was a good death because I never have to see these characters in another movie and. That makes me happy because this was just liberal garbage. Had they not died, oh, I would have been just livid. I would have been torn. I would have been beyond mad had they not died. Luckily, they did die in the movie. And like I said, they could have died five minutes in. Roll the credits. Fantastic. Movie's over. And I would have been like two thumbs up. As it is right now, it does have some pretty cool, cool uh, 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 killing scenes in it. If you're into horror movies, and I am, love horror movies. And I'm actually going to do a podcast on horror movies. Yes, I know it's not political, but this is just something I've got to do. Me and my daughter are just huge movie buffs. And uh, once I get this room set up, dude, I'm going to have my daughter in here with me a lot. We're going to be talking about stuff like this. So mostly when it's just me, yes, it's going to be political because my constant never-ending being irate with the liberal world is just beyond belief with me. But then Leatherface comes back and, you know, kills everybody. And like I said, there's not really much of a plot to the movie. Uh, script, not that great. Cinematography, Lord, I've seen much better cinematography, but you know, it's a, it's a slasher flick. Uh, does it have the charm of the original? Absolutely not. 
Now, you're probably thinking, well, how can the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre have charm? It's an oxymoron. It doesn't go together, a charming slasher flick. Well, I disagree, my friend. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre had charm. But like I said, charm, a lot of the charm was going back for the nostalgia sitting at the drive-in with my family scared to shit. Because I was a kid when I saw that. And that's what got my horror movie fascination started was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was the movie that it did it for me. And the second movie I ever saw on a drive-in was uh, Vanishing Point Kowalski in the Dodge and the uh, Cuda. He was driving a Cuda. No, he was in a Challenger. He was driving a Dodge, a, a, a Challenger in that movie. Not a Cuda. He was in a Challenger. That is correct. And that was the second movie I ever saw in a uh, drive through theater. Fantastic times. And I miss those times. But like I said, no plot. Cinematography. I mean, it's a slasher flick. How much cinematography? It's not Lord of the Rings for crying out loud. Um, but hell, I mean, let's be honest. Breaking Bad had better cinematography than this did. Actually, Breaking Bad had amazing. The cinematography in Breaking Bad was just striking. And unfortunately, that is one of my favorite series of all time. But the dude that played Walter White, I can't think of his name. Yeah, he's a liberal turd also. They just ruined it. Dude, I told you, liberals ruin everything. They literally ruin everything. And they're ruining movies for all of us who are not stupid. On that note, I hope you all have a very good day. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, summer's right around the corner. I cannot wait. I'm ready to do some serious motorcycle riding. It's colder than hell here right now. We're at the end of March. And where's my global warming? Because I am waiting on it diligently because I don't need it to be 35 degrees outside at the end of March in the south. Come on, global warming. On that note, like Billy Joel says, life is a series of hellos and goodbyes, and I'm afraid it is time for goodbye again. Until the next time, be good and be good to each other.